Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Melanie Beasley, and I've been a dietitian for the past 30-plus years. Um, I'm co-hosting this live Dishing Up Nutrition show and podcast with Carolyn Hudson, who has also been a registered and licensed dietitian for many years. Welcome, Carolyn. Oh, thank you. And how long? Oh, how long have you been talking and teaching food and nutrition? Well, actually, it's been over 30 years for me as well. (laughs) We are seasoned. (laughs) And over those many years, I've been very, very fortunate to work with a very wide variety of people. Perhaps the most interesting group of people I've had the pleasure of working with was with the Native Indians uh, in northern Manitoba uh, in Canada. So today, we are going to be discussing why it can be more difficult to lose weight if your hormones are out of balance, especially if you have higher levels of estrogen. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we help people make the hormone connection to weight gain. Yes, it's true that having excess levels of the hormone estrogen could be why your weight loss is slowing you down or why you're having difficulty losing weight altogether. I think that might be some really uh, interesting information for people who are struggling and feel they're doing everything, right? Right, right, exactly. Whenever most women are in a discussion about hormones, they tend to think of our sex hormones like estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. And yes, those are primary sex hormones. However... When, what a lot of women do not realize is that insulin is a major hormone. And so is the hormone produced um, by the adrenal glands called cortisol. We've talked about cortisol, which is a very important hormone. The key to understanding hormones is to realize all our hormones work together to keep us in balance. And if you experience long-term stress, your adrenal glands will often release excess cortisol, which then throws off your estrogen and progesterone levels. To have a body in balance, it's really necessary to consider and understand the interconnection of all hormones. Some women live really stressful lives. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) I don't know if we can relate. I don't know. Um it not, but the, not even realizing that they may actually be um, what is caused. This may be what's causing their estrogen and progesterone levels to be out of balance due to the major influence of that hormone, cortisol. Yeah. Now that was really kind of sciency. Could you <laughs> recap that again, Mel? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was my brilliance in the way? Uh, to recap, that stress hormone, cortisol can cause estrogen and progesterone levels in your body to be out of whack. And that's the clinical term. Okay, thank you. (laughs) So let's come back to the topic of today's show and podcast. Why excess estrogen can cause weight gain. We're going to um, go to a very well-known authority on hormones, Dr. Christian 
uh, Northrup. Uh, she is a medical doctor and uh, New York Times best-selling author of many books, including The Wisdom of Menopause and Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. It's a great book. And in her book, The Wisdom of Menopause, Dr. Northrup says the conventional view of what happens at perimenopause is that estrogen levels plummet. She goes on to say, this is a gross oversimplification and too often leads to treatment that can make mildly uncomfortable symptoms worse. So are you wondering if estrogen levels don't plummet at perimenopause, then what really does happen? Dr. Northrup continues by saying, in natural menopause, there is a gradual decline in levels of progesterone, while estrogen levels remain within normal range or even sometimes increase. Mm -hmm. When one falls, the other rises. And I think that's really key. A decline in progesterone allows an excess in estrogen, which is often called estrogen dominance. We see a lot of estrogen dominance in clinic um, and in our classes, in a lot of our women and some of our men mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, Carolyn, in clinic, many women complain of weight gain at perimenopause or menopause. That time in a woman's life when her progesterone levels are falling and her estrogen levels are rising. Okay, can I in- just interject? You said men too, right? I did. Okay, so Melanie, you know, because we probably have some male listeners out there. I, and they're thinking, oh no, this show isn't for me. It's all about estrogen. And it's, so it's got to be all about women. But in fact, men can also have estrogen dominance. Estrogen in men is so essential for uh, moderating their libido, erectile function, and the development of sperm. But if men have estrogen dominance, they can have low sex drive, enlarged breasts, and prostate problems. And of course, the same kind of weight gain or problems losing weight. So much of what we're talking about today also applies to men. It's, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, <laughs> I think that's great information because we start talking about estrogen the the beginning of the show, and I think men might click out. Right, exactly. <laughs> this doesn't apply to me. Well, Dr. Northrop continues to write that as progesterone levels decline, eventually estrogen levels may begin to swing widely. So what is the reason women have declining progesterone levels at perimenopause and menopause? Let's dig into that. Mm -hmm. The reason is simply because women stop ovulating. Therefore, progesterone is no longer produced. The ovaries then start to produce excess estrogen, often called Estrogen dominance, as we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are the symptoms of decreased progesterone levels and estrogen dominance? Actually, there's many symptoms, such as a decrease in sex drive for women as well as men, irregular or abnormal periods, that's a big one, Mm -hmm. or heavy bleeding, bloating, um, water retention, or breast tenderness, uh, endometriosis could be one. Any, any kind of PMS or menstrual cramps or things like that. Uh, uterine fibroids, ovarian cysts, acne on the chin and jawline, facial hair, and fibrocystic breasts. 
And I have a story about a client with very fibrocystic breasts. Actually, she came to me for weight loss. Of course, many (laughs) of our clients do. But after reading her health questionnaire and asking our normal million questions, right? We do get in the business. Yeah. I found out that she had very fibrocystic breasts and actually was on a six-month regimen of going to have her mammograms. And after a short period of time, um, you know, we, we figured this out or I, I said, Oh, I think you have some estrogen dominance going on for sure. And we started treating her. Um, and lo and behold, within a year, she had, her breasts had changed. For the better. For the better. Yes. They became very, they, they weren't as dense and fibrocystic as they were before. And then, of course, what happened? She was then able to start losing weight. Wonderful. It takes time to sort of figure out some of these um, intricacies with each client so that they have that connection with weight loss. Yes. Some other um, symptoms of decreased progesterone levels and estrogen dominance are mood swings, cold hands, mm-hmm. and feet. Uh, headaches and weight gain frequently we'll see this around the uh, abdomen and hips right yeah so okay now we've reached an understanding that estrogen or excess estrogen levels can lead to weight gain so what happens when you actually take extra estrogen through hormonal replacement therapy uh, to help relieve those hot flashes or mood swings or even the night sweats You might feel a little bit better for a short time, and then what's going to happen? You're going to gain more weight, which typically doesn't make any woman or man very happy, right? Right. So, listeners, you may feel that today's show is like a little science lecture, but we felt it was important for women to understand why weight gain is connected to an excess of estrogen. There's even more to this story. As dietitians, we know that estrogen is made in the ovaries, but it's also made in the adrenal and fat cells. Yeah. Well, Melanie, it's almost time for our first break. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And today we're discussing why it is so often very difficult to lose weight when you have excess estrogen levels or estrogen dominance. And when we come back from break, Melanie's going to share some great information on one of our cookbooks. We'll be right back. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, they know how you eat makes a difference in how you feel and that often good food is good medicine. And their client, Mary, learned that firsthand. I was in a lot of pain from inflammation in my body, and I was also diagnosed with gout. The medication from my doctor made me gain weight, so I was feeling desperate. And then you took the Nutrition for Weight Loss class at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. In class, I learned how to shop and cook real food from scratch, like what I ate when I was a kid. My body started healing, and my joint pain is so much less now. And I hear you brought your husband to the class. John's a diabetic, and he's gotten results too. His blood sugar tests have been much lower since we changed how we eat, and we both lost weight. And how's it working? We found out we can eat plenty of food when it's the right food, so we never feel hungry or deprived. Do you need the knowledge that can inspire change for you and maybe your spouse too? Reach out to Nutritional Weight and Wellness. That's weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Out Nutrition. 
Right now, until the end of July, we're offering a 15% discount on the Weight and Wellness Cookbook. Fabulous. It's a great cookbook. Yes. We all have one in our homes. Uh, the Weight and Wellness Way Cookbook and Nutrition Guideposts, some of our favorite recipes, mm-hmm. 110 delicious recipes to be exact. Oh my goodness. Did you count them? I did. <laughs> I've never done that. I cooked them all, including um, some of my fra- favorites, which is the chicken nuggets. Those are so easy to, I cook mm-hmm. them and freeze them. Uh, lemon baked turkey breast, blueberry nut freezer bars, which are great for the cabin, Plus some soups, uh, shepherd's pie for the winter. So all formulated for health and wellness. We at Nutritional Weight and Wellness truly believe that the right nutrition is life-changing. You can grab a copy for your kitchen. It also makes a great, wonderful gift. In addition to recipes, we've also included a balanced eating plan, tips and techniques for continued success as a healthy cook. And then my favorite feature is at the bottom of each recipe, we give options for gluten-free and dairy-free recipe mm-hmm. changes. Yeah, that's really helpful for all of our all of our clients, for sure. So before break, we were explaining that estrogen is made in the ovaries, but it is also made in the adrenal glands and fat cells. So it only makes sense that in today's society, most women have excess estrogen and are estrogen dominant. But in the 50s, only about 10% of the female population was obese. But sadly, now, two out of every three women in the U.S. are either overweight or obese. In actuality, I think the truth is that about 40% of women are considered obese. Think about that. Uh, That's almost half the women in our nation struggling with weight issues. Yeah, exactly. Half. That's a lot. But the question really is, Melanie, why? Remember that fat cells produce estrogen, and that's kind of a key, isn't it? So the more fat your body carries, the more estrogen that is made in your body, which in time can cause that weight gain, especially around the hips and abdomen. You know, the fact is that having extra fat cells can make losing weight even more difficult. There's also some health connections there with that um, obesity. I mean, the more fat cells we have and the more that we produce estrogen, that also puts it at, us at risk for more than just weight gain. I'm right. thinking estrogen-positive breast cancer. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. Come from exactly. a personal place with that. Mm-hmm. So um, try to always incorporate... Some of these strategies, even with women, they can be estrogen dominant and not be overweight. Right, right. I've seen several clients Mm -hmm. clearly estrogen dominant. Their weight was within a normal range. Mm -hmm. So some of these other symptoms we're talking about are really important Mm -hmm. for all of our listeners to pay attention to. Because I don't want them to dismiss their symptoms if they're not... Um, struggling with their weight. Yeah. And oftentimes they'll come to us for a different reason. And through the questionnaires and through our questioning of them, we say, oh, wow, this person is most likely estrogen dominant and that's a real health risk. So we need to correct that. Mm-hmm. It's know? not and just uh, typical for women to really have miserable, horrible menstrual cycles. Right. I mean, that. Right. And yet most women say, oh, that's just me. That's me. 
always been that way. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have a better understanding of why women in the U.S. are either overweight or obese Mm -hmm. with this connection. And as women have hormonal shifts and more estrogen is made, it may cause weight gain. Because as Carolyn just said, the more fat your body carries, the more estrogen is made. It really is a vicious cycle, which can make losing weight more difficult for many women. Not impossible, but it can be difficult because the weight loss is usually very slow. As women, we have two significant times in our lives when we have substantial hormonal shifts. And one of those times is at perimenopause. Of course. (laughs) And the other is throughout a woman's entire pregnancy. There are major hormonal shifts before during and after pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all know that. Anyone who has been pregnant before yes. knows that feeling, right? So another lifestyle factor that seems to be slowing metabolism and leading to weight gain is the stressful environment that most of us live in today. Oh, let's talk about that. Oh, boy. Um, I also want to mention a few stressors. Maybe you're experiencing them, and those things can be causing you to produce excess cortisol. Remember, excess cortisol can lead to that estrogen dominance again, and excess estrogen, right? Yes. So, one, what about sleep? Poor sleep or lack of sleep. I have some clients who think they're fine having six hours of sleep, but I just go, oh, no, you need seven and a half to nine hours most nights. What about grabbing sweets for that energy kick in the late afternoon or to get back uh, to your state of well-being, even if it is short-lived? Dr. Northrup points out that sugar, in fact, is very stressful to our bodies and our brains. And you know, Carolyn, when I see a client um, that is struggling and we start really digging into, okay, I start with, what did you eat yesterday? Mm-hmm. And then we find little nibbles and bits of, of treats in there, mm-hmm. you know, just a small Kit Kat, just a small. And then what happens is they're starting a roller coaster with their blood sugar. So they have that sugar, that treat, uh, and it shoots that blood sugar up, right? Yep. And that, that roller coaster of your blood sugar produces hormone imbalances in the body. It's not even necessarily something you can feel. If you're really in tune, my clients will say, yeah, boy, I did not feel good after I had that. Mm -hmm. I felt good for a little while Mm -hmm. and then plummet that sugar crash, right? Right. So So you have to really think, is it worth the five minutes, not even that, a minute and a half it took (laughs) me to eat? I mean, if you're really, really controlled, maybe five minutes to eat a candy bar mm-hmm. or a Zhuzhi coffee drink. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it knowing the havoc is wreaking on your hormone balance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one, the sugar, the sleep we already talked about. And eating processed foods, that's another one. Those processed foods are full of bad fats and chemically treated grains as well as that there's very little vegetables, very insufficient amounts of vegetables when you're eating processed foods for the most part, right? You can only put so much in your belly. Right. Um, Eating on the run is another stressor. Being a caregiver. And the list goes on, right? I mean, we have millions, it seems like, stressors in our life. As you heard earlier in the show, 
when you're under that stress, the adrenal glands are producing that excess cortisol. If the cortisol levels become too high for too long, you have these undesirable side effects that can occur. Um, some of those side effects, let's talk about those, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Um, decrease in bone density, osteopenia, osteoporosis. It may be difficult to understand that stress can actually lead to osteoporosis. And that is not due to just a lack of calcium. Yeah. Um, so um, I, and we're time for our second break already. Awesome. So we'll have to come back to that list of the side effects. I have more. Okay. All right. Well, hold that thought. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Starting August 1st, we are offering a variety of 90-minute classes at all seven of our locations for only $10 for each class. That's a real steal. This is a great opportunity to reconnect, recommit, and learn more about how real food nutrition can benefit you. Here's just a sampling of some of the classes you may want to take. Getting a good night's sleep or five steps to boost your metabolism. Building a better working memory. So all you have to do is go to weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438 and sign up for as many classes as your schedule allows. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I thought I should mention that space in those $10 classes is limited to the classroom size at each location. So if you are thinking about signing up, I urge you to do so today. These classes are excellent with loads of valuable, valuable information, so they tend to fill up fast. If you have questions, call 651-699-3438. And before we went to break, Melanie, I'm sorry, I cut you off because we were talking about cortisol levels becoming too high for too long and the undesirable side effects that can occur. So the first one was that decrease in bone density. You were talking about osteoporosis or osteopenia. And I think that's, that's really an important one. Absolutely. Um, fluid retention. So fluid retention can be a side effect. Also fluctuating blood sugar we, levels. Yeah, we talked about that roller coaster, right? Yeah, that, and it just is horrible for the body on so many levels. Uh, it also lowers your immune function, setting you up for cancer or other autoimmune diseases. And of course, weight gain. Yeah, yeah. So here's something to consider. If you're living on the edge, like so many people these days, it may take some time to recover from a lifestyle of that self-destructive behavior. Um, and that's very deficient or devoid of, you know, your own personal self-care. I think women are the worst. I think we are. We just put everybody... Everybody um, before ourselves. Before right? ourselves. Yeah. And men have a tendency to put careers before self-care. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. yeah. Some men... <laughs> I don't know. You have to convince them to go to the doctor. <laughs> Just even once a year. Yeah. <laughs> so when you wear out your adrenal glands, which is going to happen if you are living this very stressful life, you may feel exhausted and depressed or moody and irritable. And you may have insomnia. And of course, you're going to have that waking. So this clearly means your hormones are out of balance. And they are not working uh, against you. 
they're now, sorry, sorry, I said not. They are now working against you. Yes, for sure. Not for you. Not for you. Yeah, not for you. And when you're having some of those symptoms of feeling exhausted, depressed, moody, irritable that you mentioned, I think in our society, we run to the doctor, we get a medication to help numb those feelings. Mm -hmm. When um, what we like to do is kind of get to the root of what's happening so that we can, we can correct this problem with lifestyle changes and nutrition. Mm-hmm. As a result of realization and understanding of my own health struggles, I personally have worked hard to put all those hormonal factors into a lifestyle that supports my brain, my body, uh, the total person. So each and every day I can, I can make sure I'm feeling great. Um, Carolyn, I don't know about you, but I feel safe in saying that as dietitians, we didn't know everything when we started. Oh boy. <laughs> fair. I, you know, it's very, very fair. 30 plus years has, you know, helped. Still learning. Always we are learning. Mm-hmm. We could shoot out how many fat grams were in every food imaginable back in the mm-hmm. day. But over the years, we have come to learn that to achieve hormonal balance and even weight loss, it is necessary to concentrate on the quality of food that we are eating and no longer worry about the counting of calories or those fat grams. Mm -hmm. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And that's a, that's a tough concept for a lot of people. When they come to us, we say, no, we don't count calories. We just want you to eat in balance. Yes. We want you to have all of those macronutrients. We want you to have good, healthy, real food, real proteins, real carbs, and real fats. So the saying, you are what you eat, really is true. So people need to make a personal commitment to their health to eat quality foods. And I have to mention here, drink filtered water. Mm -hmm. We did a great podcast. It was back on February 18th, 2018 on, I think it was called, Is My Tap Water Safe? That's an excellent podcast. Really eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. So... If we're eating these healthy, real foods, they will help you deal with today's stressful environment and personal stressors. Most people need ongoing support and education as well. You have to ask yourself, what do I need first to lose weight? Do I need to learn to include vegetables at every meal? Personally, I do. I have to focus on this. Because I know that the veggies detox my body from those extra estrogens that my ovaries made when my progesterone level decreased. Carolyn, um, how do you think vegetables help? I am a big fan of pushing vegetables, as you know. Yes. Well, we know that vegetables are full of fiber, right? And fiber helps us keep regular. And most people don't know, but... If we have regular bowel movements, that means one every single day. Every day. Anything less than that, we call that constipation. But we detox these estrogen and excess hormones through our bowels. Mm -hmm. So So we need those veggies, right? We need the veggies to help, you know, keep things moving along so we're not reabsorbing. Mm -hmm. Because that can happen. Right, right. It's such a great feeling to know I can do something as simple as eating a variety of vegetables... To support my detox system. You know, I don't need to take a medication or some harsh detox powder. 
that could very likely have an adverse effect on me. I can just eat a variety of organic vegetables cooked in natural fats, such as butter. Yum. Yum. (laughs) Every day I choose to eat quality vegetables, uh, like organic vegetables with some natural fats, uh, some bacon fat in there. Mm -hmm. Always my joy. Yeah, I love that. Perhaps you need help getting that seven and a half to nine hours of sleep most nights in order to lose weight. Unfortunately, you know, good sleep just doesn't happen overnight. And sleep medication, believe it or not, is not the answer. Dr. uh, Matthew Walker, he's the author um, of a New York Times bestseller, Why We Sleep, said, and I quote, sleeping pills do not provide natural sleep. They can damage health and increase the risk of life-threatening disease. Of course, many sleeping pills sedate you rather than assist you in sleep. So sleeping pills can knock out the higher regions of your brain's cortex. And that's not good for your memory. 80% of our clients first come to us because of their major sleep issues. And I know I have lots of clients, right, that come and they are, most of them, almost I would say, boy, it's got to be over 90%. What do you think? I think so, too. And then that is, in turn, stressful. Right, exactly. Um, So quite honestly, for some of them, these problems do not resolve easily because their lifestyle and eating habits are all affecting their sleep. So, Carolyn, what you're saying is, as dietitians... We become detectives. Yes, absolutely. We Asking are detectives. our clients a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And some of them are quite a little bit personal. I mm-hmm. mean, we're gentle, but mm-hmm. it's information. Mm-hmm. Until we have a solution for them, we have to ask these questions. We want to keep digging and, and working until they are sleeping at least seven and a half hours or more. Right. Most nights. Again, I think you have to ask yourself, what help do I need to put my hormones back into balance so I can lose weight. Doing a boot camp and over-exercising truly is not the answer. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I have a lot of clients who say, oh, you know, I'm at the gym at least an hour every day and, um, you know, doing some really heavy, hard, you know, aerobic work for an hour. An hour. And I, I tell them, well, maybe that's too much. Maybe you need to back off a little bit on that. Mind blown. And yeah. They're just like, you're kidding me, right? I'm going, no, really, we need to try that. At yes. least try it. Please try it for the, you know, for the next two weeks and then come back and tell me how you feel. But maybe just eating vegetables at every meal is not enough to detox those negative estrogens. And you know, I want to talk a little bit here about those xenoestrogens. So, you know, that would be like the plastic. Um, you don't want to have any plastic. Uh, your food, don't put your food in plastic containers. Switch to glass or stainless steel or something like that. And certainly don't heat in plastic. Don't heat in plastic. So, you know, these are things in our environment uh, that really can lead to more of those estrogens in our body. So another one, I use, I use parchment paper a lot when I'm, and when I'm heating things. So, and what about a dryer ball? 
those dryer sheets are really bad for you. So yes. switch that out with a dryer ball. That's a pretty easy thing. Maybe even try some Norwex products for cleaning or the face cloths or things like that. A lot of good mm -hmm. uh, organic products out Mm -hmm. there or clean. And I really, really love the the website, the Skin Deep uh, database. That's excellent. You can plug in your personal care items and find out kind of how they rate to determine how toxic or non-toxic they are. Um, So that's excellent. And, you know, you can, what about the dirty dozen? Or if you're not doing all of your vegetables organic, maybe you really want to look up that dirty dozen sheet. You it's know, a good so place to start. It's a good place to start. So, yeah, strawberries and apples and potatoes are just some of the things that are on the list. I always tell my clients, if you can stick your fingernail through it, it probably needs to be organic. Oh, that's a good, good way. <laughs> it's already time for our last break here. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. What habit or habits do you need help changing? The dietitians and nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness would like to be a part of your change-making team. So you can be the person you want to be. Make an appointment for our two-hour consultation and be sure to check with your health insurance company to determine if your appointment might be covered. If you have health insurance questions about possible coverage, you can call Shirley. She is an excellent resource and she can be reached at 651-699-3438. She will be happy to walk you through the process again. Again, that's Shirley at 651-699-3438. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Even though our name says weight and wellness... We recognize that carrying extra weight is just a symptom or indicator of something else. Yes, in reality, for most women, extra weight is an important symptom that these women see every time they look in the mirror or step on the scale. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we actually believe the wellness part of our name is truly the most important. It sure is. It's where we begin. Mm -hmm. If you are experiencing excess levels of estrogen, or estrogen dominance, it takes time. But with support and direction, you can begin to increase your wellness and decrease your weight. I encourage you to make an appointment so you can start on your journey to wellness. Next week, tune in to hear Cara and Shelby discuss how processed foods lead to weight gain. So before we went to break, um, I was talking uh, about um, not Maybe not eating enough vegetables or not, uh, sorry, how should I say that? Um, just eating vegetables at every meal might not be enough to mm-hmm. detox all of these um, bad estrogens from our body. Um, so sometimes we suggest a supplement that adds more nutrients to the liver. So it's like a support for the liver to help it detox those toxic estrogens from our body. A very effective estrogen detox supplement is a NutraKey product called Estro Rebalance. The great news is it's 15% off, oops, just for the rest of July, <laughs> which oh, it's the 27th already. So, um, so discount or not, Estro Rebalance is an excellent and effective supplement that helps your liver detox those very toxic estrogens. When you have less estrogen, less estrogen, blah, 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 
<laughs> kind of getting tongue-tied here. It's a lot your, of estrogen yeah. in, this, in this day. <laughs> your body will start to lose weight, especially the fat on your abdomen and hips. So that's really great. That's great. Even with estro rebalance, we still encourage you to continue to eat your vegetables mm-hmm. three times a day, especially those cruciferous vegetables. Now, I... I believe it's easy to know which vegetables are cruciferous or not when you begin to cook them. Those are the ones who (laughs) apologize in the office. Sorry for the broccoli. Yeah. Sorry for the asparagus, right? They're Mm -hmm. a little, they're a little sulfur smelling, such as broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, cabbage, just to name a few. Drink eight to 10 glasses of filtered water, Uh like we discussed. Yep. Stay away from factory fats or franken fats and get some sleep. Okay, so let's expand a little bit on those fats. So what are some of the healthy fats we want our clients to be eating? Oh, we want them to be eating the good fats such as coconut oil, um, animal fats from a good, healthy animal, like a grass-fed animal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking even good old-fashioned grass-fed lard is a wonderful one I have in my refrigerator mm-hmm. right now. Great. Um, a good, healthy bacon makes great bacon fat. Oh, I love cooking, especially love cauliflower it. and bacon. Oh, it's really, really good. It's delicious. But we can't forget about olive oil and avocados and, and let's, nuts let's and seeds. Let's touch on olive oil. Okay. That's a good one, Carolyn, because I have a lot of clients that come in and they're cooking with olive oil. So oh. olive oil is a great, I prefer it as a great cold salad dressing right. or right. A, um, marinade. But when you're cooking, I really um, love to use coconut oil or ghee mm-hmm. or, like I said, the lard. Mm-hmm. Those are great fats. Mm-hmm. Avocado oil. Avocado oil has a very high smoke point, mm-hmm. so I'm using that a lot, uh, especially this summer because I love to do some grilling. And I don't want things to burn. I don't want them to burn. And I love the last, this is another favorite flavor profile of mine, is at the last, if it's an Asian flare or an Indian flair food is to drizzle toasted sesame. Toasted sesame, one oil. of my favorite. Yes. In fact, I had a client the other day who said, I am so glad you gave me that tip about butter um, burning, you know, because I've been putting butter in my potatoes and cooking those on the grill and they're always burnt. So now what he's doing is putting avocado oil in his potatoes and cooking those. And he said, they came out perfect. Thank you so much. I love it. So we we are happy people when we have delicious food, mm-hmm, and exactly. delicious food can be very very healthy, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. But we can't we can't forget. We talked about getting sleep. Uh, perhaps this weight gain you're experiencing really could be a blessing in disguise, because um, it gets you on task. So even with um, Estro Rebalance, that supplement, we mm-hmm. will encourage you to continue to eat those vegetables. Get that sleep, um, drink filtered water, eight to ten glasses of filtered water mm-hmm. to stay um, healthy mm-hmm. and hydrated. And we talked about the cruciferous vegetables, right? Yes, mm-hmm. always the vegetables. Perhaps this weight gain, again, is a blessing because I think sometimes we just need a wake-up call. Let me tell you, a wake-up call to lose some extra weight is so much better than a wake-up call of breast or ovarian cancer from the side effects of estrogen. Let's Mm -hmm. don't wait until we're in crisis to make these changes. Let's prevent crisis Mm -hmm. in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Carolyn and I, we understand that today's show was a little more technical, right? Right. More fact-giving and less conversational. 
than usual. But all of us women and men really need to understand the influence hormones have, not only on our weight, but also on our overall health. We have a wonderful menopause survival seminar coming up this fall that we'd love to see you attend. If you listen to our podcast, I'm sure this will be a favorite that you will listen to over and over and over. So, Melanie, let's just kind of recap a little bit. So today's show really has all all been about excess estrogen in our bodies called estrogen dominance. And men can have it mm-hmm. as well as women. And there are many symptoms. So I know we were talking about the weight gain, but I know when I see a client, I don't immediately think, okay, she can't lose weight because maybe she's estrogen dominant. I go to the, all those symptoms, right? That long list of symptoms that um, we have and we go to their health questionnaire and then we start asking questions, right? A lot of questions. A lot of questions. And then we find out, oh, what's her sleep like, right? What about that stress? What's going on there? Um, and then we really talk about what to eat, right? This is important. This, all, that's really the, the main thing that we talk about m- most of the time with our clients, right? Because it is not about calories in, calories out to lose weight. We have to look at the, the, the role that these hormones play mm-hmm. and... If you see a client that has estrogen dominance, Carolyn, yeah, this is certainly something that has to be addressed if we're going to get to that initial goal, which was weight reduction. Right, right. And a lot of clients are going, oh, why are you asking me all these questions? <laughs> Especially when we get to bowel habits. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did have a client look, look at me with bug eyes the other day and say, I don't even know the answer to that. Why are you asking me? I said, but because I'm trying to get to the bottom of this and try to figure out what is the best solution now that we've got you eating properly. So thank you for listening today. Our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life changing. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.
Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.